Welcome to Win The Day. I'm your host, James Whitaker, author and producer of Think and Grow Rich The Legacy. And in this show, I share the tools and strategies used by the world's best performers to help you transform your own life. Are you fired up? I am. Let's get into today's episode. Welcome to episode seven of Win The Day. And today's episode is titled, How To Get Rid Of Regret. Now, we might not all have regrets by the textbook definition, but many of us go through life having things that continue to weigh us down mentally. And the fact is that whatever you don't deal with today will eventually deal with you. And that can make for a pretty devastating event to have in the horizon. So in this episode, I'm going to share with you the nine lessons that I would share with my younger self. It's these lessons that have enabled me to accept the past, be happy in the present, and move confidently into the future. Before we get started, I just wanted to do a quick reminder that you can access all of the episodes of Win The Day on YouTube. If you just go to the search bar and type in Win The Day with James Whitaker, the playlist where all the episodes are featured, you'll be able to access all of them right there. And you can also hit subscribe and get access to episodes as soon as they are released. So let's get into it. And the quote for today comes from Epictetus and it says, how long are you going to wait before you demand the best for yourself? How long are you going to wait before you demand the best for yourself? That quote means so much to me. But if you're not familiar with Epictetus, and a lot of you who are following the Daily Stoic or are interested in the Stoicism movement, that name might ring a bell to you. Because Epictetus was actually born as a Roman slave, and it was only when he was freed later in life he ended up becoming one of he was moved to Greece and ended up becoming one of the most respected stoic philosophers in history. So as we go through this episode, I want you to keep that quote front of mind. How long are you going to wait before you demand the best of yourself? And in preparation for this episode how to get rid of regret, I started thinking about, well, who is it in life? Who is it in the world who seems to have it all figured out? I mean, I've interviewed billionaires, TV personalities, movie stars, athletes, world champions, and a whole heap of different people. And one thing between all those people that is abundantly clear is that no one has it figured out. The people who are at the very top or who we believe at the very top, they're still working on how they can achieve more success and more happiness because everything in life is completely fluid. There is only one group of people who I know of that have it completely figured out. Have you guessed what it is yet? That's children. Having nine nieces and nephews over the last 10 years, that's right, my brother and sister have been very, very busy. My brother's got six kids and my sister's about to have her fourth. It's given me a great appreciation for the courage, trust, and fun that children inherently have. But rather than encourage those gifts in their kids, many parents focus on trying to dictate to their children how the world should be. And of course, this is tempered by their own misfortunes, their own comfort zones, and their own limiting beliefs that have crept up after decades and decades of life experience and being on this earth. While of course, discipline to ensure safety is very important, I found that simply asking children open-ended questions and listening attentively is one of the best ways to learn about what is most important in life. 
Children have a certain magic, a spark of energy, potential, and promise. Yet that same spark seems all but extinguished in most of the adult population. As we go through adolescence, we modify our behavior as we start to try and be accepted by others. We start listening to the ill-informed opinions of others, and we start to resent other people if we feel that they have been dealt a hand of good fortune that continues to elude us. For many of us, we reach a point as young adults or a bit later in life where we feel rudderless and malfunctioned, devoid of purpose and mission. I certainly felt like that for many, many years of my life. And that was actually the basis of what I wrote in the article for Success Magazine earlier in the year. But being aware of what needs to change is the very first step. So to get rid of regret, I thought I would share with you the nine lessons that I would give to or that I would teach my younger self. And the very first lesson is engage with life and possibly the most important. Because allowing myself to be pushed around by anyone and everything was the brittle foundation for everything bad in my life. It was only at a moment, it was only after a moment of sheer disgust where I proclaimed, I am not going to live like this anymore. And that enabled me to take a stand when I was 23 years old and say to life, here I am, come and get me. And from that moment, my health got back on track, relationships strengthened, my income kept multiplying, and I began to attract opportunities into my life that I otherwise never would have dreamed about. Because it doesn't matter whether you're 16 years old or 60 years old or what circumstances that you currently find yourself in. You need to stop complaining about what you don't have and instead create the reality you want. That's what happens when you make the decision to engage with life. So that's lesson number one. Lesson number two is seek the friendship of high performers. And one of my favorite all-time quotes comes from American businessman, Bernard Baruch, who said, be who you are and say what you feel because those who mind don't matter and those who matter don't mind. When you're clear on who you are and where you wanna go, you naturally start attracting people into your life who believe in you and your mission. And I'm not talking about CEOs or general managers of, of companies here. I'm talking about people who are in your network right now or maybe one or two degrees of separation away from you who you can get in touch with via your resourcefulness and you can arrange to meet them events or meet them at events or even I've found in my experience that just getting on a phone call with someone, it's by far the most efficient use of your time because in a 20 minute or a 30 minute period, you can take a completely deep dive into your journey so far and you know exactly how that other person needs help. And you can also start to invite these people to mastermind groups that you can host as well. And a lot of you know, or you remember from my last episode, or if you follow me on social media, that my wife had a baby on the 1st of May. But what I didn't tell you is that the baby was two and a half weeks late. And given that it was our first child, I never knew that uh, children could be late and it was actually quite a common occurrence. So I had organized a mastermind dinner because I had some friends in town for the Think and Grow Rich event that I was speaking at, at the Anaheim Convention Center that Friday. The baby was born on Wednesday at 11.42 a.m. At 7 p.m. that night, so about seven and a half hours later, the mastermind dinner that I personally had organized was scheduled to begin. So 
I made sure I looked after my wife and that her mum was there to look after her as well. And I spent one hour at this mastermind dinner. I had to leave very, very quickly. Everyone there continued till about one in the morning. But just having the opportunity to go there and meet these people face to face, most of them strangers, because I had got two or three of my friends to invite two or three of their friends. And we had a great group, a really eclectic mix of people, but all uh, super high achievers, very ambitious and just want to help each other succeed. It meant that in the last couple of weeks, I've been able to follow up with those people individually. I've been able to get on the phone with them or meet up with them for a coffee just to learn more about them. So organizing mastermind groups is one of the best ways that you can start surrounding yourself with high performers. So that's what you need to do. Constantly seek out these high performers, look for ways to add value, and the absolute most important thing where the real magic occurs is when you give more than you get. That should be your focus the whole time as you're hanging around these people. Number three, not everyone is meant to be in your life forever. I actually got a couple of messages to say, oh, people, a lot of people contact me saying that they really enjoyed the episode 10 Tips to Handle the Haters, which was actually the very first episode of the Win the Day show. I think it's just what happens in life. As we start to live our authentic self, we automatically put ourselves in the face of criticism and the opinions of others, especially as you start to do well. People start to resent that success. But Napoleon Hill once said, one of the unappreciated benefits of adversity is that it accelerates the process of identifying your true friends. As human beings, we naturally have this need of acceptance for others, even if it's going to sabotage our future. But if people do not reciprocate your positive energy, you need to be very, very conscious about what's going on and take comfort knowing that the quicker they are out of your life, the better. The world is a big place, yet so many of us cling to friendships that no longer serve us, or we spend a lot of our time trying to pander to toxic family members. You need to channel your energy into supporting those who bring out the best in you and you in them. Number four, find the gift in every adversity. I love this one. Think about high school students. We need a way for academic performance to be evaluated from all the people who are students. So uh, as well as funding from the government for the district or for the state or for the country to allocate those resources. So of course the schools come up with standardized tests and as a result of those standardized tests, they evaluate your academic performance, but then put you into one of two buckets. You're either smart or stupid. Now for the higher academic achievers, people like my brother, they can enter the corporate world because they were told they should be accountants or lawyers or doctors or whatever it might be until they wake up one day and think to themselves, well, what am I doing here? This is not the, the promised land of happiness, success and freedom that I was told about. And it also means that you continue to go through life with those really, really high expectations so you can get very, very down on yourself. So that's the high academic achievers. But for the low academic achievers, which was actually me in high school and for most of my undergraduate university life, being told that you're stupid and cast into that bucket, which is basically just a product, as we said, of how you performed in that standardized test, this can create a limiting belief that you're stupid. It can create a poor self-esteem and take decades to unwind. But the most successful people in life, they learn to rise 
from every adversity. And with their superior resourcefulness and resilience, they always rise once more. As the Dalai Lama said, remember that sometimes not getting what you want is a wonderful stroke of luck. I love that quote. So many of us get pissed off if we have not achieved a result that we feel like we deserved. But not getting that result, that's what got people like Meryl Streep, who attended the audition for King Kong, the film back in the day. She was told by the people, the producers of the film, that she was too ugly for that role. And that enabled her to dig even deeper and stick with the film business. And today she has been nominated for many, 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 dozens of Academy Awards, but she's actually won three Academy Awards, an amazing achievement. Think about Oprah Winfrey. It was only after she was unceremoniously dumped from her role as a news anchor on television that she got even deeper with that persistence and that grit. And she said, you know what, I'm going to prove to these people how wrong they are. Eventually, many years later, she was granted her own show, The Oprah Winfrey Show, which many of you, I'm sure, have heard of, which ran for 25 seasons and to this day is still the highest rated talk show in American history. And reflecting on that period in her life, Oprah said, the ability to triumph begins with you always. The ability to triumph begins with you always always. I absolutely love that because that's extreme ownership, extreme accountability, which means that you are empowered to take ownership and take action to create the circumstances that you want. Failing means you tried. You should wear it as a badge of honor. So remember to find the gift in every adversity. Number five, a lot of people have a problem with this. It's read, read, read. Now, right now, Anyone out there listening or watching this right now, you have access to the most brilliant minds in history. Through all the books that they have written, you have access to basically proven blueprints and success secrets that will give you every bit of freedom, happiness, and wealth that you could possibly want in your life. Yet so many people would rather have 15 minutes more TV or 15 minutes more sleep. Or as I spoke about in episode two, the episode called Stop Looking for Magic Bullets, I said that Americans spend more than $73 billion on lottery tickets each year, just in this country alone, which is actually five times more, more money than is spent on books every year. Have you ever read a book? Just think for a moment. Have you ever read a book that tra transformed your life? I certainly have. Almost every single book I read transforms my life. But how many lottery tickets do you need to buy before you start to see a return on investment? You'll probably never see a return on investment. And you're actually, if you buy a lottery ticket in America, you're actually eight times more likely to be elected president of the United States than you are of winning the lottery jackpot, just to put those odds into perspective. But that doesn't stop people spending $73 billion each year in America alone on the attempt to try. So what you need to do is think about spending your time, money, and energy elsewhere. Go out there and buy some books, and even if you just commit to reading 15 minutes a day or 20 minutes a day, that is so much better than what your competitors are doing out there by spending that time sleeping or watching television. And if you don't like reading, guess what? You can listen to podcasts like this one for free or you can listen to audiobooks. But a very important part of this whole process is making sure that you take action as a result of what you have read or as a result of what you have listened to. And if you don't like writing and don't like taking notes, studies have proven that actually taking pictures and visualizing these things, brainstorming your ideas and actions 
through graphics and illustrations is one of the best things for memory retention as well. So tap into the mind of true legends, but tap into the minds of true legends, get out there and read, read, read. It will give you a huge advantage. Number six, work at no charge for industry leaders. Working for a wage alone is fruitless. When you're starting out, what you learn is so much more important than what you earn. You need to sacrifice pay in the short term for the advantage of being in an environment that is going to constantly get you out of your comfort zone. And I wanted to quickly share with you an example of two people. This is just a, a hypothetical. Say that person one, just starting out their career, they, through their resourcefulness, were able to secure an internship with Gary Vaynerchuk. Now, Gary Vaynerchuk is absolutely at the peak of his powers. If you don't know who he is, you can Google him. He was the original social media entrepreneur. He's got hundreds of million dollars, hundreds of millions of dollars in the bank right now. Numerous New York Times best-selling author and was also one of my earliest inspirations uh, about 10 years ago. So person one interns with Gary Vaynerchuk for free. Now it's an extremely demanding job, but person one grows every day. And through this process, it gets them clear on what type of job they want to have for the rest of their life. And it puts them in a position to actually attain that job because they've proven their worth through the actions that they have taken throughout this process. And that dream job will pay them a full salary, which will more than make up for the lack of money that they are earning right now. Person two drives for Uber, earning $10 an hour. While they enjoy the flexibility, person two isn't able to do much else. I mean, after all, they're on the road, they've got passengers in the back of the car constantly. And because they're on the road, they're also vulnerable to traffic accidents or parking tickets or anything else that might happen when you spend a lot of time in the car. I actually had an Uber driver recently who had a $2,000 accident and the excess on that one accident was more than $700, not to mention the insurance premiums. So when you factor in all these auxiliary costs, that $10 an hour can be uh, frittered away to much worse than that. So think about person one and two. Who has the right long-term formula? We know who's going to be most successful in the short term if we're talking about mere monetary gain. But if we're talking about long-term extraordinary achievement, you would back the Gary Vaynerchuk intern every day of the week. While most people try to impress others or prospective employers with fancy resumes, prove your worth through creative thinking, positive energy, and hard work. Having the endorsement and tutelage of industry leaders will propel you towards your dreams quicker than anything else. That's so much more important than exchanging time for money, especially when you're just starting out and having no mental growth to show for it. So that's number six, work at no charge for industry leaders. Number seven, success is holistic. It took me a long time to figure that out. I Starting, I, you know, I used to drink too much. I used to smoke, which seems crazy right now. Eat crappy food, way too much fast food. It was only later when I realized how important it was that success is balanced and holistic. Most people in this world are on the hunt for money, but they forget that health is the real wealth. A healthy body and a healthy mind puts you in the best place to have the energy that is required for you to take that purposeful, consistent action that is going to enable you to achieve your goals. Jim Rowan, another one of my mentors, once said, how sad to see a father with money and no joy. The man studied economics 
but never studied happiness. It's much better to advance with true happiness than it is to have mere monetary wealth or associate your happiness to an outcome destination or a material possession. So as you move forward, remember that success is holistic. It's a balance between many areas of your life, relationships, mental health, physical health, financial wealth, and a whole heap of other areas. Second last one, number eight, don't compare your day one with someone else's year five. I see so many people do this and I've been guilty of it myself in the past too. Basically with technology and the internet, it's shattered the barriers of entry for pretty much every industry. So anyone with an internet connection right now can go and create a pretty awesome business so quickly. But people are very, very good at starting, but they're very, very good at quitting because most people think that starting is the hardest thing. Starting is actually the easiest thing. Continuing at the first sign of adversity is what most people struggle with, and that's the thing that causes people to quit. This normally happens a few months in when they look at the results they are receiving and get down on themselves when they compare it to others and they give up. But success in any field is a marathon and consistency is the key. Channel your energy into actually doing the work rather than comparing yourself to how much better others are doing. And ninth and last of all, know what you want and ask for what you want. I wanted to share a story with you in this one. So one day, about two years ago, I picked up my, when I get back to Australia, which is generally two or three times a year, I live in Los Angeles now, and one of my favorite things to do is to go and pick up my nieces from school. So I went and picked up Charlotte, she was five years old at the time, and as a way of bonding and spending some more time together, we stop at a local cafe before I drop her back to her parents' place. I'll order a coffee and I'll order a baby chino for her. If you don't know what a baby chino is, I think it's just very big in Australia. It's actually a tiny cup of steamed milk so the children that you're with feel like they're enjoying a coffee with their parents or the adults who they're with. So Charlotte and I pulled up in this car park and she said, you're going to buy me that water bottle. And she pointed to a news agent, a, a paper shop straight ahead. And she was in the back seat of the car, I was in the driver's seat, and I had not even noticed this store. And after I heard what she said, I looked straight ahead and I could see this pink water bottle adorned with this pretty pink pattern. And I'm not sure if it was because I was in the trenches of the Think and Grow Rich project at the time or because I just wanted to reward the confidence of a five-year-old knowing what she wanted. But five minutes later, we left that store with her pink water bottle and she even convinced me to get a pack of stickers too. And I had to laugh at the irony of that, knowing that a five-year-old knows much more about success and getting what you want than most adults do. A very important part of that process though is to keep asking for what you want. One of the most prolific and respected inventors in history, Thomas Edison once said, Never go to sleep without a request to your subconscious. I love that quote. I absolutely love that quote. So you need to know what you want and never be afraid to ask for what you want. So there it is, the nine lessons to get rid of regret. What advice would you have for your younger self if you're watching this on YouTube? I would love it if you could answer that in the comments or if you're listening to the podcast, email me at info at I would love to hear from you. 
And remember, you can visit my website, jameswit.com, if you're not already a member of my VIP newsletter. You can sign up and you will get an email for an instant download of the bonus chapter from Think and Grow Rich The Legacy that doesn't actually appear in the current edition. It will be in future editions. And you will also get an email with many more goodies to help you on your journey to success as well. And if you're enjoying the Win The Day show, it would mean the world to me if you could hit like on YouTube or hit subscribe if you're listening to the podcast and give it a five-star rating. So that's it from me. I hope to see you next time. Onwards and upwards always.